What's up? What's up? What's up? Got a lot of reverb in this one. Yeah. Bouncing off the walls. It's that room. As you guys can see, we have a new setup. Boom. For episode 25 of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Yeah. We have a new studio space. As you can see, everything looks different. Fancy. Vibes always going to hit. <laughs> you, you will not hear the angry train anymore, no. unfortunately. And fortunately. You'll just hear the fireworks furnace. Yes. So we might get a little project heat going on. You might hear some banging of the furnace. I never understood that. Why does the furnace like bang like that? It sounds like literally somebody, like, like a troll little, or an alien is like, like, like a little bing, lead bing. going in and stuff. <laughs> well, anyway, Terrible Reception Podcast, episode 25. Maybe I should record a little further away. Why not? I got you. Level it out. Level it out. There we go. That's better. Yeah. Anyway, follow us on YouTube. Yes. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating, leave everything. Everything looks good. Numbers. Everybody looks for numbers. Everything I hate looks it. good. We do this because we love it, but unfortunately, they like numbers. Um, Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, that way it bumps us up in the uh, podcast. And also Spotify, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Um, that way you can get notifications for every time we drop an episode. And also on YouTube, make sure to hit that little bell too. If you hit that little bell, you get a notification every time we drop a video, whether it's a music video, a lyric video, which we've doing, been doing lately, and a podcast video. So You know what I imagine? And you know how I talk about like all they do is care about numbers? I imagine like how you, you're like, damn, who runs this industry? And like you make it to the final level, like you're in this mm -hmm. corporate office, and like the chair turns around, and it's the count from Sesame Street. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the dude from Inspector Gadget, no. the, guy with the cat, with the metal arm. <laughs> that guy too. Um, since it's episode twenty-five, I want to celebrate two things before we get started. Yes, my name is Jay Suarez, aka International Poppy, one of your hosts of the Terrible Reception Podcast. And directly in front of me is Parlay of Benetton, killing it since 1987. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've been killing it since you jumped out the womb. That's it. Okay. That's it. I was ready for this podcast. <laughs> so we're recording the episode on the 19th of December. But yes. by the time this drops, it's going to be the 25th. Guess what? That's Christmas. That's a present. So people asked us to do a holiday edition. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Oh, the Terrible Reception Podcast. So, what I did was I purchased us. Oh, snap. Little themes. Damn, look at that. Put that Yo. on. We'll switch real quick. Star Wars themed Christmas hat. Oh, my God. And it has to do with, like, Baby Yoda. Hold on. How's it look? Sexy. <laughs> Oh my god, this is a small. <laughs> Freaking big ass head. Jesus, you <laughs> forgot how big my head was. It was supposed to be one size fits all, but apparently it's not. Apparently. <laughs> this head too It looks big. good though. The, the ears fit almost where they're supposed to go. Do they pop out? <laughs> they have to pop out. Yeah. Does it look like it's actually coming out of my head now? Uh, Kind of. Kind of. There you go. Wait. Yeah. Put the... There you go. How's that? Well, put it off to the side because you can't see the star. There you go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> in celebration of Baby Yoda and Star Wars dropping in a few... Well, tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, 12 o'clock. 
Yeah, man. I was trying to watch it at 11.45 tonight. Mm. That's not happening. It might. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. I want to, but... Are tickets know. available still? Yeah, tickets were available, but probably uh, by not that time. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Star Wars fan in the building. Another thing I wanted to celebrate is... Episode 25, holiday special. I also want to notify everybody that we are officially a few weeks, you know, past it, but we hit our one year anniversary oh, wow. of the podcast. Damn. This is where I insert the audience clap. We're like a quarter or a quarter to a hundred episodes. Yeah, man. So I it's like been a that. challenge the whole year trying to knock out episodes on a consistent basis. Yeah. But we were able to do 25 episodes. Wow. How many weeks are there in a year? 48, something yeah. like that? Yeah. So about half. That's, yeah. So it's not on bad. average, every other week, yeah, yeah. we release this episode, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope, considering I mean, this, all the stuff that we do. When we first discussed this, it was almost seemed, like seemed overwhelming that we would take on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But then it became easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been figuring out how to consistently pump out episodes yeah while trying to keep up with everything else that we do and it got easier and easier yeah i think we got a pretty good format now yeah i wish we had like a for this episode since it is a holiday episode i wish we Mm -hmm. had like a yule log Mm -hmm. in the background a what a yule log what is that uh have you ever seen like i mean a yule log is literally like a special type of wood they burn in Uh the fireplace okay so it's like constantly burns and it gives that mm-hmm. nice atmosphere and i sometimes you could put it find it on the tv mm-hmm. you know like channel 11 during christmas or something so uh-huh. they'll, they'll put it it's on. like a screensaver yeah and it plays all day so it's like you can have a tv fireplace we could put it on that screen right there when if, i don't know if you can see the reflection yeah, on the right window, but <laughs> that would have been like super funny um oh but yeah i want to ask you uh mm-hmm. since it is a holiday episode and everybody has like a different I guess, uh, understanding or view of like the holidays, like what are your top five or let's simplify it. What's your top three things that really make the holiday? Hmm. Top three, I would say what would make it official for me? Just like, like, what makes it feel like the holidays? Uh, where, the holiday spirit, when it comes around, like what are the three things that you need to see going on, even if it's your household or in the streets or wherever? Like what are those yeah. three things that kind of bring that spirit your way? The Christmas tree definitely okay. being up nice at my house. Who takes know, care of that? My mom does. Nice. I thought yeah. so. She always puts it up like... It used to be like right after... I would say like Thanksgiving. Like maybe Black Friday, she would put it up. Now it's like the room, week of. Jay's living room always looks like a nice display at like Bed Bath and Beyond yeah. when you first work walking. Seriously. So props to mom. She's doing her thing. She does. <laughs> so now I feel like it gets put up earlier and earlier. Okay. I don't know if my mom is. Maybe she's into in the, tune with the uh, the market now. You know how that's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. If she's buying into the idea of the earlier the, the longer christmas tree is up or the longer uh, holiday uh decorations are up yeah. the happier houses <laughs> she's trying to drown herself in holiday stuff i like it um uh, so the christmas tree being up is one of them um uh, christmas music everywhere okay is a big indicator and whether i hate it or not for some reason snow always makes it 
And you told me that recently when we were like, we were grabbing ice cream that one night, you were like, I've been listening to Christmas music. Yeah. It's and relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Some people find it the opposite. Yeah. Like, I know. I know a lot of people that say like they can't stand it because they work that I was gonna nine say, to five job. Usually people that work in retail. Yeah. <laughs> now that I don't work in retail, it's like. Best buyers. Nice. I bet you're never in the oh, holiday spirit. They hate it. Yeah. Because I used to work at Best Buy years ago and that's all you hear from like right after halloween yeah like a couple weeks after halloween that's when they start cranking that shit in you got i just imagine like the best buyers like bring their own like self-made pitchforks for black friday (laughs) like trying to keep customers away (laughs) the funny thing is that we used to um the thanksgiving which would be black friday eve i guess okay yeah we would sounds so deadly i know right we would watch 300 the movie 300 nice Get you pumped. Co-workers get us pumped up for. Uh, <laughs> we didn't kill anybody, thankfully. But That's um, so I uh, had a couple people ask me a couple questions the other day. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to see how we can answer these. Somebody asked us to do an episode where you speak Spanish and I speak French. <laughs> Interesting. Let's try. That kind of makes no sense because I don't know any French. Maybe I'll have um, to. Oh, well, I can type it in for you and then mm-hmm. you'll try to best uh, pronounce the sentence or words. Okay. We would have to probably like lay that out first, kind of just kinda like structure it a little bit. That way we're not all over the place. Um, but somebody did ask a question. Um, is it difficult to learn French? um who's the person asking do you know their background or anything Mm -hmm. because i usually tell the people dominican okay they're dominican so they had they had they know spanish so it's latin based uh they'll find like a lot of similarities in certain words Mm -hmm. like when we say the word shit it's merde versus mierde Well, I kind of said it in still in a French way. Mierda <laughs> and go. merde is like... Very they, close, yeah. They sound very similar. So yeah. certain things like that you'll catch. Um, I find it difficult saying certain words. Yeah, but the thing is, you know what it is? Um, I mean, if you have the help from an outside source that knows French, I think... I tell most people, because I've had a lot of French people that they say that they're intimidated to speak English because they want they don't want their accent to be heard and i said Mm. okay first of all that's the most charming part about anybody speaking your your native tongue to you Mm -hmm. from a different country like what do we love we love english accents we love french accents we love italian accents they're charming australian accents they're charming right yeah so i say like be less paranoid as someone learning the language to communicate the language if you can like get the word somewhat or whatever just focus on that don't really focus on the accent because guess what you're going to end up cute or charming to the girl or the guy or anybody that you're talking to you know mm-hmm. and that's it like mm-hmm. enjoy it like just if you have somewhat of a passion or you feel like you're going to be able to use it or you you're really interested in language like i even uh, back in the day i was borrowing some uh, library videos to learn japanese and there's like certain things I caught on to and others I couldn't really do. So I think it's fun. Yeah, do it. I'm going to ask you a question in Spanish. See if you can figure out what I'm asking you. Okay. Como celebran las Navidades? Los Benetton. Los Navidades. Uh, how do como, I... como celebran? Uh-huh. How do I celebrate? Las Navidades. How do I celebrate Christmas? Mm-hmm. You got a little fuzzy on your chair. 
There you go. It's from the. It's part of the swag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was there the whole episode, but I just noticed it. Hey. So how do I Take celebrate Christmas? Post. I did pretty well on that one. I'm, all right. Cool. 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 Um, celebrating Christmas. Interesting. Um, how would you ask that question in French? Uh, so compare it. See if it sounds any different. Because it sounds very close to Spanish, uh, English. Wait, wait. Como uh, celebran? How you celebrate las Navidades? Uh, como, uh, como va? Oh, no, it's like how are? Uh, tu va? Uh, yeah. Should I ask Siri? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just so rusty. Um, tu va? No, no. <sighs> Because celebrate isn't, like, you can say celebrate sounds similar, but there's another word, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel stupid right now. See, that's the thing. When it comes to French, when I'm under pressure, like, when somebody asks me, I go blank. If I have to say it on my own, I'm, like, running my mouth all day. But to answer your first question first, how do I celebrate Christmas? Mm -hmm. Um... I guess you could answer the same question that you asked me. What are the top three things? Top three things? Um, that make... You know what it is? I, I love, like, the uh, wintertime coziness. Uh, kind of like the warmth of a house. Uh, lighting is big for me. Like, when I see, um, like, that, you know, those nice little... That warm lighting from a household uh, in the streets or, like, the nice lighting, like, set up, you know, that are on, like, trees or stuff like that. I think that adds, like, a lot of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I kind of like I love the smell like or like certain like foods or stuff like because you know how like Thanksgiving comes around and you're like okay holidays here because you're smelling certain things being baked like maybe you're smelling a little more nutmeg and cinnamon in there mm-hmm. and I was, I was gonna say pine cones yeah the pine, of pine cones the smell of cinnamon. pine cone yeah like that type of stuff is very um nostalgic and comforting so I feel like anything that's nostalgic or comforting is really nice. Um, I really like the the type of Christmas music I would say that I enjoy the most is kind of like closer to that Gregorian chant like choir. Yeah, like I like I like, you know, stuff like that. The one that seems like it's the opening to a magical story. I think my mom, like my mom's always prepared like a really, really nice um, dinner table. Like um, kind of like I said it in Elevated too. Um, it's one of those things that always stuck with me and I had to put into a song because it's like as the dinner party goes around, like I said, um, when you see people having good conversation, when you see people like kind of like playing around with the bottom of the wine glass, talking to each other. Like I wanted to emphasize all those like dinner party attributes that are always been celebra- celebratory to me. Mm-hmm. And the best part of the night to me, I know this sounds weird, is that like when everybody, like when you smell that coffee being made and then like, say like the candle's burning low, so somebody burns it out and all you smell is the wick plus the coffee mm-hmm. and you know you had a nice like dinner party. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the most charming part of like uh, a, celebra- a celebratory party. Yeah, yeah. And especially around the holidays, so. Is there anything in france that's particular to france about the holiday um i know that like my dad i don't know if this is everybody but um i mean certain places like germany have certain places but like france i think a lot of the time it's always like champagne a roasted duck and turnips are like more of like a seasonal holiday 
dinner thing that you'll have. But mm-hmm. Christmas is like kind of Christmas. It's kind of like, I think Christmas comes from Norwegian or Swedish based mm-hmm. Santa Claus and stuff like that. So, yeah. So you were saying duck and turnips? Yeah. Or particular to my dad, my dad, holiday? yeah, yeah. I, I know like if, even if you go into the city, if anybody goes to New York to a French restaurant during the holiday, usually they have orange duck. It's mm. usually the, the, the skin is, uh, has orange glaze mm. and they usually serve it with like potatoes or a turnip. And, um, oh, this is what France makes. It's a dessert. It's called bouche de Noël. Bouche de Noël. So it's basically, it represents, uh, a Christmas log in snow. And what it's made out of is like a very, um, what does bush mean? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a log. Just that's what it's like a log. It translates to a log. It's la bouche. Bouche French? de Noël. No, bouche remember is the, mouth. Yeah, remember yeah. the group, la bouche? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or is it la bouche? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they pronounce it. But like, to look it up what I was going to say is that it's kind of made out of like a chocolate cake with mm-hmm. like cream filling. And they swirl it so it's like a thin layer cake so they roll it and then when they cut it it's like cream in the middle and then they put like more cream on top and they kind of put like with a fork so it looks like uh i don't know like a tree tree bark Hmm. and then they put like snow and little mushroom caps made out of macaroons uh you know what i'm saying okay so I guess that's why they called it. Yeah, bush it kind of has it. Kind so the log of Noah. I don't want to diss this. Yeah, like I don't want to diss this, but it's kind of like that same consistency and makeup of like a a twin chocolate Twinkie type of thing. Mm. You know, what so I'm, it's like a spongy cake. It's a spongy cake, but very like creamy and soft. Ooh. So like when you cut it, like that's a dessert that like. Fresh. So it's like chocolate or like yes, yellow. Yes, it's, it's chocolate. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. So it's like. Essentially, it's a chocolate. Yeah, Twinkie. so it's usually like white cream, and then like what makes the bark is like they're usually usually in cocoa. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I see. Maybe to if give I find it that a picture. Like, why am I having deja vu right now? Oh my god, <laughs> have we had this conversation before. Maybe it's too French. <laughs> oh my god! So La Bouche, this is La Bouche for anybody I'm dating myself right now. But I don't know if you guys remember this song. Hopefully, we don't get flagged. Uh, it's a uh, Yule log, uh, like uh, I said. Here, it's. As that background, you can play the background as I'm saying it. So like a Yule log is a traditional dessert served near Christmas, especially in Belgium, France, Switzerland, Canada. Can I do it to the beat? Yeah. <laughs> Switzerland, Canada, Lebanon, former French colony, as well as the United Kingdom and Colonia. Made of sponge cake to resemble miniature actual Yule log. It's hey, form hey, of sweet hey. roulade. Ooh. Hey, hey, hey. So we eat Oh, this. shit. You know what this looks like? It looks like, um, especially that first one, it looks like... Uh, it's like a hostess cake yeah. too. Um, you know what? Devil I'm dogs, something like that. Yeah, it's like a huge devil dog. And I see. Yeah, but yeah. You, they're like twenty five dollars a like, dessert plate. Like makes, a French it makes it look like a log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has mushrooms on it. And yeah, shit. yeah. What the fuck? My dad makes it. Like it's really good. Is this the one with the macaroons. Yeah, yeah. There's the macaroons. Yeah, they make it out of like macaroons <laughs> and to look like a mushroom. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the Dominican household, it's just like family getting together, eating and playing old school like merengues and shit. Okay. Dancing. I thought you were going to say like kind of like a dominoes or something. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, There's actually some people that play dominoes, but um, I linked a childhood trauma <laughs> to Christmas. why I didn't like desserts. 
Remember how wow. I was always like yeah, not yeah. a big dessert person? And this I was changed, thinking about this the other day. This changed because once Jay went keto, yeah, he got a sweet, I have a tooth. crazy sweet tooth. So background story: I wasn't a big like dessert person, so I never really like cakes or ice. Frustrated cream and stuff the like shit that. out of me because yeah. I always be like, "Hey Jay, you want to get dessert?" And he's like, "Nah, let's just get the check." I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm always like that 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 person that would rather have more of the entree, okay, than leave room for dessert. And now opposite. I'm like the complete opposite. I'm French. Like I've always left room yeah. for dessert. <laughs> but <laughs> I linked a childhood trauma to it because I was thinking about this the other day. And I remember when I was younger, I had like crazy social anxiety to the point where if it was my birthday, I didn't like attention. Ah. So I would like freeze up when they would sing birthday, happy birthday to me. <laughs> and also they would <laughs> basically. So it was like this crazy. Every party always had a pinata. Okay. And I hated it because... You know, everybody gets a little string or you hit the piñata and it bursts or whatever. Oh my God. But then they had the ones that had all the strings where all the kids can participate, pull the string and it, all the candy drops. Yeah. I was that kid that would pull the string or not even pull the string. And then the candy's all over the floor. Everybody's fighting for the candy. And I'm just like. And then one hit you on the head. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, basically. Everybody's like, grab the candy. And I'm just like frozen stiff. But so anyway. sweets gave you the, the creeps. No, no, no. I'm not there yet. So. That's just a background story of my social anxiety when I was younger. But when I was younger at holiday parties, you did not get cake unless you danced. Oh, man. So picture this. We ain't trying to dance for nobody. Exactly. So kid <laughs> that doesn't, that was like super traumatized about like social anxiety, social settings, any kind of attention. <laughs> if you wanted cake. If you wanted cake. Imagine being seven or eight years old. Damn. You really want cake. But the only way you can get cake is if you fucking danced in front of everybody. See, I think I wanted sweets more because it was such a taboo thing where it was like, apparently I had like intense allergies. So I couldn't have like dairy or anything or anything that involves sweets. So my grandma, like my mom remembers this story where it's like everybody was having dessert. And I went to my grandma and I was like, grandma, can I smell the chocolate wrapper? (laughs) And she started like tearing up and she's like, why can't this child have chocolate? (laughs) So then when I grew up, I kind of like OD'd. And like, as you know, I have a sweet tooth for like brownies. Like I don't like, I'm not the guy like, all right, if I do eat candy, maybe it's like those little Coca-Cola bottles from Habrio. Is it Habrio? The chocolate ones? No, 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 no. Like the little Coke bottles, like they're like gummies. Oh, I've never had those. Those are really good. Like peach rings. I like all the weird candies. Like the ones that are always in that bowl at grandma's house. But like at the same time, that's not like my lane. Like I don't love intense sweets. Like I'm the apple pie and like ice cream guy. I'm the brownie and ice cream guy. I'm the pastry guy. Like I love those type of sweets all day. Like you French as fuck. (laughs) But I can't, like, you know what I'm saying? I can't do a whole bag of uh, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, no, no, no. Which, like, not. a lot of people do. They just, like, it's like go a bag in. of candy. It's like a bag of a coloring. Bag of, bag of fucking cancer? <laughs> a bag of sugar and food coloring. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more on the, on the side of, like, ice cream and pastries now. Did you ever have, like, a weird uncle coming over during the holidays? Oh, everybody has a weird uncle. I have two of them. I only had no, a weird... three. Oh, okay. I have three weird uncles. One on my dad's side and two on my mom's side. I always like my family's small though. Like if you know if when I get married one day, I'm just gonna like it's gonna be like three people in a pew, <laughs> and like I don't know maybe more on the other side. You're gonna just, live at a church? <laughs> no, just be in a pew. All uh, three of you guys. <laughs> that that reminds me too. Like a lot of holiday trauma came when uh, 
our family had to work for a church and oh man it'd be around the holidays but still sometimes like funerals will happen and like even though like they i mean it was an orthodox church so what they do is they keep the body in the church overnight and my parents (laughs) were always like all right, we have to go downstairs and uh, clean the toilets. Can oh you go upstairs and vacuum between the pews? Oh my God. And I'm like 14, like, <laughs> like vacuuming the same pew for like an hour. Richard, they have me in the basement. <laughs> so when everybody's like at church and stuff, like, oh my God, I love church and stuff. I'm like, nah, not be. There you go. Linking childhood trauma to <laughs> you not celebrating any kind of religion. No. Um, speaking of weird uncles, I have an uncle. If any of my cousins are listening to this from my dad's side uh-huh. that uh, plays Jesus during Easter Sunday. I don't know if he still does, but while growing up, he would do that. Is he the ones that like kind of like gets like whipped and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's intense. In the Heights, there's one particular church reenacts the whole like crucifixion of Jesus. Okay. So they have my fucking uncle. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, wait, let's not put it out there. Juan Carlos. <laughs> Juan Carlos. <laughs> my crazy uncle. Okay. I used to take karate classes with him. My oh, dad wow. used to force me because he would like, my dad's like his older brother. So he'd be like, you ain't charging my kid to take karate classes. Why do I imagine they like act Poor like guy. stepbrothers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We're best friends. During Easter, like the Easter weekend. Yeah. They uh, reenacted the whole crucifixion of Jesus. So wow. this one particular church does that. and Not traumatizing at all. He literally <laughs> walks up and down washington heights with the big cross on his back that's a people lot of reenacting the whipping and all that stuff and then when they post up in front of the church they tie him up to the cross <laughs> i don't know why this shouldn't be funny but dude so you know what i think Jesus, he always had the long hair too oh my god because the, the craziest part like my first experience in the heights right uh when antoine brought me to the heights mm-hmm. was the all, church funny church was like three blocks from there he from took he me looked. to it he took me to, is it the one where like mother mary's in a glass you can see it that sounds like all the catholic churches okay. in the dominican neighborhood <laughs> it was like on the border between like the heights the spanish part and uh-huh. like the jewish part mm-hmm. so he took me there and like all no, that was probably right down the street from the school we went to gotcha saint elizabeth gotcha. school yeah, yeah so like it was one of those things where like all i remember is the ladies with the mangoes on the sticks i thought that was genius so i just imagine what like crying like hey so let's eat mango before you die like he's just walking up the street with this big cross and a mango on a stick <laughs> eating the mango on a stick before you before you rise yeah that's one of my crazy uncles man that's crazy well juan yeah. carlos uh maybe you can one day get your acting union rights <laughs> oh boy let me see if there's any other questions Do you have anything you want to talk about what was uh one of those things that you really anticipated for as a kid and maybe you've gotten for christmas um like present wise you know what we used to do was that kind of ashamed about it now that uh-huh. i think about it i mean we didn't grow up in the best of circumstances my parents did what they could but yeah. they used to make us write these letters right to santa claus okay and then we would magically get these gifts huh. right sent to the house okay then you know putting two two together years later i realized that we were writing to rich white people <laughs> who would send those gifts oh my god <laughs> we used to think that it was santa claus i yeah. mean we caught on later on we used to ask for like more and more expensive stuff and then we started thinking it was weird that we we're not getting anything thankfully to my grandparents uh my parents like you know they do what they could too um but i know my grandparents like a lot of the time they made it happen and it was the whitest of christmas like 
Um, basically, like white people white or like snowy white. It was both. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really good. Um, my my grandparents really made it like uh, so. Wait, did you guys leave the cookies for Santa? This is the thing. My mom, <laughs> you know how my mom is, right? Mm-hmm. My mom was so intricate with this whole setup, like. Okay, check this. Do you do the Elf on the Shelf? <laughs> no, we don't do Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> but we do have like a Swedish version, which is kind of like more decorative. Hmm. I mean, it is decorative, period, but like it doesn't look like that. You know okay. what I'm saying? So my, um, again, my grandma has Swedish background. That's where my mom gets this whole, like she loves Christmas in this sense. So my grandma used to take me and my grandpa and she'd be like, until the cart's full, like a Toys R Us, get what mm. you like. And then they mm. would take note of it or they like, they like have my mom take me into the car. I don't know how they did it, but they made sure they got like everything I want, like Ninja Turtles and all that mm. stuff. Super, super kind of them. But my mom made like the really, like she make me write a letter to Santa, leave cookies and milk. So she like eat like half of the cookie, leave the crumbles all over the place. <laughs> like make sure the milk was like spilled a little bit. Were they gluten free? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a good point. But also, what was really cool is that she like let's go outside maybe because uh, we lived in an apartment building, six sixth floor. Mm-hmm. So it'd be snowing the next morning, and she's like, "Oh my god, look what I found!" And it'd be like a half-eaten carrot she left for the reindeer. So I guess my mom's like eating the carrot all crazy <laughs> at night, and then like she would like leave like bells like mm-hmm. on the um. Uh, what is that the not the patio the porch the porch Mm -hmm. so like it was like in the snow and like i remember stuff like that that was like really like super cool just picture like the reindeer like oh shit they're coming downstairs (laughs) (laughs) left bells (laughs) (laughs) yeah but my mom was like oh my god like the way she thought out that stuff it was like pretty intense super white super white super white but it made it like again it it was like such a magical um Especially like for me, I was the only child at the time. Very art, I guess, always artsy. Like mm-hmm. I've had a big imagination, so in my head, all these little plans emphasize that. And like, mm-hmm. all I can do is great parenting, guys. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Any other questions on here? Do, 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 do. How do you prepare yourself to do the podcast, and what's on your mind when you're singing? Ooh, that's a good question. Whoever asked that question. Same person that asked the question about the French Spanish thing. Good questions. Um, I applaud you. For the podcast, um, it's very simple. I mean, our setup, we put a camera right over here and a camera right over there. Yeah. We each have our respective cameras. We have each our respective microphones. Mm-hmm. We have our headphones so we can hear ourselves, make sure our levels are right. And uh, at the moment, we're uh, recording on a little device called the uh, Zoom, Zoom H6. Zoom H6, which uh, records our audio into an SD card, which we later plug into the laptop, break down, put it into the video, or just export it, clean it up a little bit. Uh, You know what's cool about, like, also these mics? Like, you could be like, hey, my name is Gerald. And then when you get on this mic, you're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, somebody said my voice is sexy. Like, yeah. I love the Shure microphones. Like, literally, I think these are the best podcast mics. They, Mm -hmm. like, really round off. Mm-hmm. The voice, like you get a good idea of the person's voice. You know, it's funny. Some of the podcasts that I listen to, I've checked out like um, some of their videos because yeah. a lot of them do videos. Like Joe Rogan has these. Yeah. Um, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club has these. 
was did I see the other day that had these? Well, anyway, these are really good. Hot ninety seven uses the RE twenty, which I also have one of them. Yeah, but uh, I think this one's great for the the most mm-hmm. nice one for radio and stuff. Yeah, so it's super clean. So that's basically what we do to get ready for the podcast. And then, I mean, we have a somewhat of a structure of what we want to talk about. Like I'll write a couple things throughout the week of like little notes of what i want to touch on while we're here mm. and uh but for the most part we kind of just like have a conversation really. it's interesting we get into a different zone and like i have i guess i have to be honest about this part right because mm-hmm. like jay and i probably wouldn't talk like this mm-hmm. to each other like in real life it's more like blah 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 pauses mm-hmm. and it's kind of like we vent to each other a lot. Yeah, yeah, we vent to each other a lot. And, like, this is more, like, a different aspect of how we communicate to each other and communicate mm-hmm. to you guys. So it's more, like, broadcasting mm-hmm. and, I guess, like, letting loose. Yeah. So. So it's a good combination of, like. Keeping you entertained. Entertainment, structure, freestyling, and just conversing. Yeah. And I feel like so. most of the podcasts are set up like yeah. that. For the most part, at least the ones that I listen to, and that's the ones I enjoy the most, the ones that sound natural. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, it doesn't sound too structured. But um, I want to double back um to the last episode when I was talking about the uh, first recording mm-hmm. that I ever did, and how embarrassed I was to it. Uh-huh. So I have a little idea. Kendall told me he found it. Damn. Right. And as embarrassing as it is, what I'm going to do. So I'm going to chop up a little promo video for the song. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to chop up a little promo video. And if it gets a certain amount of likes, you'll release it. I will release it. Yeah. On the podcast Instagram page. Okay. I will post it or I will play it in a future episode. You're, so you're playing with the devil, my friend. Yeah, man. So this is what I'm doing to you guys. Doing for you guys. I'm going to show you my most embarrassing moment. The first recording I've ever recorded. And if it gets a certain amount of likes, I will play it for you guys on episode 26 of the podcast. I like it. I like it. fucks with that. I fucks with that. Do you have the first recording that you've ever had? I have it on hard drive. Want to bring that shit up too? <laughs> <laughs> Are you down for it? I'm down for it. Okay, cool. I got another version. I could double up on it. And we'll compare it, see who who was better. I also have like the, the raw takes of anything that's ever been recorded by us. So like anybody messing up uh-huh. or whatever, it's like I have all those files. Oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wanted to touch upon that. Um, so the so, last few days. Second question though, wasn't there a second piece to what you were saying? Oh, it's just what we goes to. What mind. are you thinking about when we're recording? Oh, okay. It's not much recording. We could just, I mean, there's not much thinking. Um, what's on your mind when you're singing is the question. It's basically just matching the vibe <coughs> of the song. Like you, mm-hmm. as much as like the, uh, the lyrics come out raw and stuff like that, like you're trying to match the vibe of the song. You're really trying to act like it doesn't matter whether you live the song that you wrote or you didn't, you have to act out the emotion. So the person feels it because it's like, you have to reset yourself in that moment or mm-hmm. that situation that you created. Yeah. And you also have to deliver because there's a certain vibe that you're feeling when you're writing it. Mm-hmm. And then once you deliver, it could be completely different. True. Um, and it's funny when we write our own stuff too, like when we used to like write our individual verses before we started writing together. Yeah. Um, 
you used to tell me, oh, recite it to me. And I'm like, no, not until it's finished because it's always like a vibe. <laughs> that was always my thing. But um, yeah, there's not much thinking to it. It's just making sure that you're in the pocket. Make yeah. sure you deliver it the way that you had imagined that you wanted to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Making sure you tweak it in uh, the certain way that you deliver the vibe exactly. perfectly. Exactly. Like you said, it's like acting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're giving these, you're writing these lines for yourself and you have to deliver it for the camera. Quote unquote. We got some new joints coming. Yeah. I swear. We got another joint coming. In the meantime, you could uh, stream Fallen available on all audio streaming services, yeah. music streaming services. Thank you but, to everybody that's like really been interacting with the page. Yeah, man. I've been busting my ass with that page. Page and. Uh, let me see. That's pretty much all the questions. Can you read this question in French? Le français. De dialect comme l'espagnol dominicain ou anglais jamaicain. Ok, so. Uh, is like, is, is there dialects to Dominican? Kind of like, is it just like, is it just like English where it's like one thing? Saying or is, is there dialects to French like there is in Spanish? Yeah. That's a good well, question. Yeah. Are there any dialects in French? Yeah, I mean, there's different. Like th- the thing is, there's 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 French, but then I think there's a like. Are there certain regions that say things differently? They, there's one that like speaks more Celtic, mm-hmm. but like I don't know if that would still be. It's n- like the French language is kind of new, hmm. if that makes sense. Because like they said, uh, the I guess the people who established France, which were like a lot of uh, what did they call them? There's a specific word. It dates back because it's a mixture of people. It mm-hmm. was kind of like they weren't even known as Germans or Spaniards, but everybody that was inhabiting Europe, mm-hmm. there was like a group that were like, you know, they had like a whole different language back then. Mm. So and there's, there's just different accents. Mm. The more, you know, there's more of an influence from the north, I guess, like surrounding countries as you go north, like as you go more east. There's mm-hmm. like a German, German accent on the French side. Like if you mm-hmm. go to Alsace, mm-hmm. like that's a very mountainous area. They eat like more sausage and beer in France, but it's their own flavor mm-hmm. of it. South, you hear like more bangers and mash French yeah. style. More Mediterranean <clears throat> as you go south, so it's more that Italian influence. So it's mm-hmm. more like tomatoes, eggplants used. That's where ratatouille comes from. <laughs> Not the mouse, <laughs> the chef. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually it's like it's made of eggplant, peppers, zucchini, and it's in a tomato base type of thing with onions, mm-hmm. and that's like more Mediterranean. There's a thing called herbs de Provence. It's like it's like oregano usually with. Thom- <laughs> you're gonna say reggaeton. <laughs> with reggaeton, uh, so, um, yeah, it's kind of like that. And the West is just the West of France of what everybody else knows. So like when you see crepes, like crepes. Uh, that comes from the Fran- from the west of France. Um, you know, uh, can you tell where a certain person is from by their accent? A little bit, yeah, mm. yeah. That, that, like French people, yeah. Not like it's not like an American, but like Marseille, like in the south of France, is more like um, a fisherman's town. Mm. And like, there's always this beef in soccer where like Marseille and Paris. Mm-hmm. So like Paris has its own swagger and like accent and then marseille yeah. has its own swagger so it's kind of like the u.s really yeah it's like new york people have their their accent mm-hmm. uh 
southern people have a southern accent yeah. people from boston have their uh, boston accent like a parisian like for me like I was, <coughs> I was born in paris so i know that type of like northern french accent where it's like comment ça va mm-hmm. versus like down south it'd be like comment ça va like it's more like Bra-da-da. like the so italian, italian. Yeah. yeah it's got like more of a jump to it or like that speed like it's different yeah 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 i got you okay that was a cool question yeah have you ever ran a red uh have you ever ran a red light if you know what that means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think dirty. Hell yeah. Think dirty. No, I have. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> like. So for the guys over at the Miseducated Podcast, yes, we both ran right through a red light. Yeah. I would have yeah. got many tickets by now. Yeah. And almost T-boned somebody on the way through. You know what I saw? <laughs> you know what I saw? It was like, uh, I don't know. Somebody posted on Twitter or something. They were like, as a single woman, uh, all the things my boyfriend made me insecure about, I noticed that men don't care about, which is cellulite, hair on the legs, uh, fucking on a period, like all these things where it mm-hmm. was like, we don't give a shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So like if, if your dude's making you insecure about, I mean, I mean, he's making you insecure about yourself. He's probably in the closet. Hot take for you. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't deserve you, boo. (laughs) No, it's just one of those Um, things. Like, if it's all good, it's all good. It's all good. So shout out to the Miseducated Podcast, guys. Because even Amber Rose was talking about certain things where she's like, you know what? Even with guys, she's like, sometimes I like their scent. Like, I like a little bit of that stank. I think the word is musk. Musk. <laughs> what sounds worse, musk or stank? Stank. Stank, yeah. But then yeah. I think of stankoni and I think of outcast. AT mm. aliens. AT aliens. Yeah. Um, let me see. So there was a lot of stuff going on in the news the last few weeks. Hit me. We haven't released an episode in a couple of weeks. I feel like I've been, like, honestly, maybe it's refreshing. Like, I feel like I've been so disconnected with a lot. And it's because I've been moving. But like, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's good to be disconnected because it's like a lot of yeah depressing stuff out there. That's why I don't like looking at the news not or watching only, the news. Not only that is depressing <clears throat> sometimes. I just feel like we become so. Uh, it becomes like habit to know everything. Mm-hmm. So nothing's interesting. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like I love actually. Oh, I have no clue what's going on. Like give me some information. Like let life be a little more interesting. I got you. Yesterday, two things happened. The impeachment of Trump. Well, this I was seeing today, yeah. Which is kind of dumb, but yeah. I'll get into that in a second. Yeah. And Mr. Takashi 69 was sentenced to 24 months. And he already served 13, I think. That's another two years. So he has another year. Okay. About another year. I think it's 11 months, something like that. But, um,. The two things I wanted to ask you are, one, do you think he can sustain a career when he comes out? Yeah, I guess in t- uh, 2020. I mean, he still has, if, has his fans. They're going to see. <clears throat> do you think anybody's going to take a risk? Because most people these days, most artists these days make most of their money off of uh, touring and like, live like, shows. To me, the sad part, and I don't think anybody <clears throat> should die, don't take it this way, but we'll lose Nipsey's. 
but we won't lose Takashi's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know. It's like the same thing now. Like, I don't think Trump should die, but it's like where we have like certain people. Like the thing is, I don't know. There's two takes for me on Trump. And this is a very neutral thing. Like, I don't care who comes at me for this, but it's like, I'm just, I'm really speaking my mind. You on really it. jumped from Takashi to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was just thinking about it because it's, it's, it's in the same parallel where I'm like, Trump, yeah, he, he, he really doesn't represent just a humane level of he's for everybody. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I always feel like there's a backstory. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a bigger, he's frustrating a bigger source and like this whole impeachment and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if it's good or bad anymore. That's the thing. I'm at, I'm at that crossroad where it's like, is this good or bad? Like, even though he's like, to me, he's not on a taste level, taste <laughs> level that I would like probably get along with or respect. I'm just wondering, like, was he the first person to really get in there that wasn't supposed to be in there and he's trying to switch something up? And like somebody's not liking that. Hmm. And that's why this is happening. I try to like look further like that. Like I don't want to play devil's advocate to that extent. But at the same time, like where too many things come easily or too many things are like, yes, we're going with this. Like I'm like, hold up. Like don't press that red button cause, just because it feels or looks good. Because then there's a trap door on this side. And then once that door closes, we're all fucked. So I don't know. I'm just saying it for... Always going to be in my conspiracy bag, mm-hmm. but that's the way I see it. You completely lost me. Really? Yeah. How? I have no idea where, what point you're trying no, but to I'm make. But I'm saying that. if they impeach him, right, <clears throat> are they just going to put somebody else again that looks good to the people and like but all see, this shit keeps going? But see, that's the thing. I did my research, right? Okay. Uh, apparently, according to the structure impeaching some uh president mm. doesn't mean they're going to remove him from office yeah no for sure so the impeachment technically is only like a little tarnish on his record which i don't believe he gives a fuck about no the next step would be if senate senate needs to rule at least i think i think it's 75 percent. it's like firing somebody when they already have like their two weeks in like you know what I'm saying? He's not going to be president for that much longer. Well, kind of, yeah. Unless um, he like he was trying to go for another four, which he probably is. Yeah. But um, the thing is, most of the Senate is Republican. Uh-huh. So somebody put it in this perspective. They said that it's like, hold on, let me look it up so I don't fuck this up. Well, it's kind of like it's like somebody <clears throat> taking somebody to the court, but like most of the people that are the jury mm-hmm. are like your homies. Mm. That's the way I see it. Damn, I forgot who posted it. So it's kind of like, uh, hold on, I think I might have retweeted it. If I retweeted it, I'll read it for you guys real quick. But and I probably did not. So I can fuck that up. But anyway, it's kind of like um, there's there's really nothing about impeaching that it's like everybody thinks that okay, he got impeached, he's gonna leave the office tomorrow. Oh. But apparently, he has to. Stand in front of Senate. 75% of Senate has but to you, vote. Most of them are Republican. They're not whole. You know what else people fail to mm-hmm. understand? It's not like everybody goes. It's the vice president steps up. Yeah. And I hear that he's not <laughs> any good either. So it's like, I don't know you guys. You guys get it all hype, like, but like you got to like. 
Go do your research before a little you more post research. Yeah. Yeah, like, come That's on. why I started doing my research, and it's like, okay, he's been impeached. Okay, what the hell does that mean? And on top of all that, he still has to go to trial. Bill Clinton was impeached, found yeah. guilty, and still. Yeah. Why Apparently, so three presidents have been impeached, from my knowledge, including Trump. Yeah. He's the third one to be impeached. None of them have been removed from office. There you go. So that's where we're and plus at. he doesn't have that much longer <clears throat> mm-hmm. even if he like just does it's like you can't fire me you. i quit <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't know it's anyway. kind of stupid okay here it is i oh, know that's not it fuck i got excited so like how do you see like from it. this standpoint right because i know like again it's obvious like i'm not biggest fans of trump as a as a person and all that right mm-hmm. they're saying that the economy is 10 times better than it was because of him Probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't follow politics at all. Yeah. And way less now because the the last four years, president wise, has been a blur. Yeah. Like I'll see Trump here and there and it's just like man, Okay. Whatever. I really thought, you know, it's funny, like you know how like everybody was like so paranoid mm-hmm. where I was like, Oh my god, I'm moving to Canada, we're all gonna die. Yeah. All these things and now we're just here like <clears throat> eh. Yeah. We're all living, man. We all out here. Okay, here it is. So, and this is this uh, guy named Roy Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. Not Roy Woods, OVO, Roy Woods. Some guy on Twitter said, In this instance, impeachment is you and your homegirls having all the evidence that your man is cheating, but to break up with him, you got to convince a jury of his frat brothers who were there with him cheating that your man is a cheater. Interesting. So that's basically what the impeachment is. Gotcha. So now he has to stand in front of Senate. Senate has to, uh, like I said, about 70 to 75% vote uh-huh. in order to remove him from office, which Question. is not going to happen. But what if a majority of those dudes <clears throat> want to bang his homegirl? Hey. <laughs> Watch the tables turn. Hey. <laughs> that's a completely different story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man so do your research people impeachment doesn't mean anything he's gonna be here for another year or so so all right uh yeah um and takashi i feel like um before he went in i don't think a lot of people were taking risks as far as booking him for shows because of the violence they feel or the liability to having somebody such as him should he in their even venue. really be on our radar what do you mean just in general like, should anybody even be worried about him? It's not that anybody's worried about him. Not worried about him, like concerned to what might happen to Takashi Six Nine. No, no. I'm just putting a figurative thing out there. To no, see I know, what you I know. Think I just like for me, society. for me, it's like I don't know. Like anything is possible in this society. Like usually, what I think, the, the complete. If I think something's hot now, it's usually the society thinks it sucks. Or like I don't know I've seen like a lot of opposites In my personal taste Where I'm like Mm -hmm. You know it's like uh, This is where you have to Step out of yourself And given the information Yeah What do you think Can he They're gonna entertain it They're gonna entertain it And that's the same reason Like Trump's in office It's about ratings So the more that There's more commotion And more like Debauchery The more there's drama Like people But how do you think He can monetize that because that that's what people live off of so like if he if he says something wild if um he angers people by getting like a uh a 20 million dollar deal from like sony like sony will put it out there because it's gonna generate cash like having him show up at shows is gonna generate cash because it's gonna be like 
they don't care that his life is on the line it's like it's entertainment mm -hmm. it's you know like it's as is as good as the gladiator times you throw somebody in the pit you see how much blood can be drawn and the crowd goes wild mm. once again but what i'm saying like before he went in not a lot of people were taking the risk of booking him for shows and yeah. now it's going to be even worse yeah i i feel like the floodgates will <clears> open <throat> it's it's uh it's it's the nerdy girl that got hot syndrome it's like it's kind of like in the one thing where like everybody turned their heads to because they didn't want to entertain it but now because it has a certain spotlight on it like people are like what's up though and that's it it, it we again we live in a society where again it, it's like dance clown dance and everybody's there laughing and then somebody dies and they're like oh man but you took it too far though well you're the one that was applauding this to happen so i just feel like again the more insane it can get the more drama it has like i feel like people are not gonna like kanye now or they're not gonna even give him attention because quote unquote he's doing the right thing so people can't like really bash on him anymore the more he said like wild stuff the more he's gonna stay on tmz the more like that's what trump does beautifully like he just says wild shit and people like, oh, my God, that really got to me. Like, I can't believe you said that about, you know, the LBGT community or like, I can't believe you said that about that person in a wheelchair. People like that stuff. It's it's like a weird fetish. I feel like people have weird fetishes where they're like, they might not say it themselves, but they're like, ooh, I love this drama. It's kind of like your mom's friend that's always like, Mira, listen. You ever hear about Betty down the street and your mom's like, I can't stand that bitch. Man, my fucking family talks about, this is how it works in my family. Female A talks to female B mm -hmm. about female C. Okay. When female A hangs up on female B uh -huh. and calls female C, they're talking about female B. Yeah. Well, think, this is how social media works. <clears throat> this is how media works in general. So if you can create that commotion, TMZ probably makes the most money. And not the most money, but I'm saying it's like one of those sources. It's like the shade room. How much like how much does the shade shade room has become like the CNN of ratchet ratchet news and it, or just news in general. Like that's where we find out like our celebrity status news. And that's it. Like that's 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 what people like. Like if you really want to make quick money, easy money, you just get into that whole like start flipping the lines and the words a little bit and then start that commotion. That's it. That's it. That's why I feel like for people that stay true to themselves, for sure, you're going to get applauded sometime in your life, but it's not now. And I don't feel like, I think we had this conversation where you said everybody likes to be ratchet. Everybody likes to twerk at the end of the day. Like everybody smokes weed, right? You think like a priest or a politician, all these astute people, like everybody likes to get down once in a while, even if it's a glass of whiskey. So like at the end of the day, I think, just all, we're all a little animalistic at the end of the day, and we like to see this shit. Okay. <laughs> we just went into this one tunnel. Tunnels. Went through something else, came out the other side. It's like, all connected, okay, though. Where are we at? It's all connected. It's all connected that we have this. Okay, room. listen. Straightforward. Yeah. Don't try to break this down into some conspiracy theory. It's not. How do you think he can monetize his career moving that, exactly forward? Exactly how that? Because. No. 
Tell me, is he going to have a reality show? Is he going to monetize his Instagram page? Is he going to get money off streams? He's gonna, is anybody going to take risks? They're going to give him shows. Booking him shows. They're going to give him shows. They're just going to have him show up. <laughs> but how? Just like a bottle girl. That's impossible. He's just going to show up and close. Like, Nobody's going to take that risk. Would you? As a venue owner? I don't know. You would take that risk? Some people Knowing will. that people are going to try t- try him? You want to take that safety risk? Some people might. Because the thing is, they're going to know. Like, <clears throat> the thing is, I feel like they're not going to care. Like, they might think damage cost versus what they're, like, pulling in. And then that's when they're going to say, okay, it evens out. So, that, like, even if somebody, like, okay. Like, the thing is, it's going to happen in New York, right? We've had situations where Diddy and J-Lo, even Diddy gets got, got caught in the club with some heaters, right? That was a big scandal. <laughs> No, it, it, like it broke them. It was huge, Chipotle right? Girl. I forgot about that. But it's true. But it's true. Was like it Diddy's guns. <laughs> she like took. Yeah, like she left Diddy. Like they were like the hottest couple. But like there was the gun charges. Like unfortunately, we've dealt with a lot of deaths too. You know, like due to like violence and stuff like that. So to me, it's New York. It can happen. There's 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 no Wait, way. That's the situation where Sean got caught up, right? He got locked up. I think he took the blame for it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, there's always somebody again, there's there could be a shine in the situation where like somebody on the team's like, oh, I'll take an L just so you can get back on or whatever. And there's there's a lot of club owners that they will go to that extent. Like I said, like I don't put it past anybody, man. I really don't. I'm just being honest in that sense. Like I I don't hope I don't hope anybody gets hurt in the situation. I hope nothing happens. Even including him, man. It's like, okay, like he's a young guy. Like if if you can't if you continue to do the wrong thing, sure. Like let your end come. But like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no, but I'm cuz like if he decides to be like a decent person mm-hmm. and like whatever, like I learned my lesson like I never want to get into this again. Then let him breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can tell somebody just wants to do the wrong thing, then there will be consequences. And it goes for the same person that decides to hire him. And that's, like I'm saying, a show. Even even you can get caught up at Hot 97 or anything else. Like, there could be violence. So it's like somebody could get hurt. So, like, people don't... It's New York. People don't care about running up in places, getting past bodyguards, shooting up the lobby. <laughs> so... So it's gonna be that one crazy person. Yeah, there's there's gonna be the one person that pulls the trigger because that that's just the way it goes. I I don't see nothing happening. That's that's all I'm saying. I see bookings, I see uh, show ups, I see book signings. <laughs> I don't see a re- Takashi biography. I don't think I see a reality show though. Yeah, I don't. I can't see that working though. I can't see anything working for him. Really? Yeah. I mean, so he's going to be on probation or parole, so he can't really go anywhere. He's going to be stuck in New York unless he can monetize his Instagram somehow, which is possible. But that's why I said he's going to really associate themselves. It's with very him. important to who's in power <clears throat> uh, with the radio stations and television and all that, because it's like either they say we don't want this influence to keep going amongst our society in general. Her power 105 doesn't want him up there anymore. Yeah. Because then the thing is, too, you're fueling it. You're mm-hmm. fueling a certain idea like it's okay to act like this. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what a lot of the social media and stuff like has made people believe is cool. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, rest in peace of Juice World. Which brings me to the that one confuses me, man. The idea of all these little rappers glorifying drug use because there's two things, right? So if you look at a let's say rolling loud crowd, right? Okay. What do you think is mostly consisted of race wise? Weed smokers. Or race wise? Mm-hmm. Um honestly like they say like most rappers I hear like they make most of their money from like white community. Mm-hmm. So younger white kids. Yeah. So younger white kids are either in a situation where they'll listen to this kind of music and they'll be like okay maybe they're trying to mask something uh mental health wise so they'll pick up some of these drugs that these kids are rapping about and then kind of just to self-medicate for whatever trauma or mental health issues that they have and then on top of well not on top of it but on the other route it would be uh kevin from down the street thinks it's cool because um trippy red says it's cool to drink this or uh Ugly God says it's okay to mind you. I don't know if any of these guys rap about that stuff, but um, I don't even think it's a young thing mm-hmm. because I saw literally this is crazy. I saw guys our age doing lean like it was cool again. Mm-hmm. Well, Future was was promoting that for quite some time, and then supposedly he let it go. Yeah, but it's still influ- it doesn't. I, like Lil Wayne was doing it for a while too. Sure, if you're younger, you're even more. Uh, more influenced yeah more influenced or impressionable mm-hmm. but even like i see like the, even the older you get like too it's still there you know mm-hmm. i think it's like it's like people like they see other people drinking oh it's no problem this and that it gets out of hand yeah i don't know man when it comes to drugs it's just like whatever everybody has their vices but with juice world like i didn't get it because for me his music <clears throat> didn't give me that vibe where like he sounded like a little down but he, he didn't sound like the guy that was like super um drugged mm-hmm. drugged up like they said i think maybe you told me or what i heard was uh cops were about to search him so he, mm-hmm. he downed too many well well from what i read he was on a private jet Mm-hmm. And that the pilot or somebody on the plane saw that he had like pounds and pounds of weed and drugs and guns on the plane. And uh, they had called the police and the police were waiting for him at the airport. Okay. So instead of know. taking whatever it is that he, uh, any consequences that he was supposed to get, he decided to, the reports say, take the drugs, hide them and yeah, that led to his seizure and i mean yeah. i don't know I would, it could be as simple as that or i don't know there's so many people that go disappearing especially in the rap game i feel like they make the industry some money and then they get rid of them somehow yeah which this is so funny to me not funny but it, it's so weird to me that record labels want to invest and this is nothing to do with Juice World at all, but just like in these people, like let's say Takashi, whatever, he's the the hot thing that was going on at the time. So why is it that you want to invest in someone that you can only make money off of momentarily? Like, wouldn't you want to invest in somebody like 
I don't know, like a Drake or a J. Cole or a Kendrick or even, I don't know, anybody along those lines of like a Juice World or something that uh, you can make money off of for years and years and years and years to come. Well, I would say like Jay-Z. <clears throat> Jay-Z is more like uh, a, uh, a long-time interest type of investor. So Jay-Z is not doing more like the dividends. And then I'm talking more like, again, in stock terms. So like dividends, like sometimes you buy into a stock because the payout, you'll get a little bit each month and it's quicker. You're never going to get that high amount because it's never going to like peak that high. Sometimes you just get like these quick cuts and that satisfies people versus someone like you said, like you can, it, it doesn't look too good right now, but it just keeps growing every year. Right. Mm. So for me, when they get this quick money, a lot of the times it's not only quick money now, it's like huge money because of the popularity of trap music. So it's like, we just got 30 million. We just got 60 million. You know, and it just keeps going like those chops. It's not like small chops and this, like it's huge records, like huge records. And you think it's because of people's attention spans or, or do you think they're going in it? Like, okay, let's one is the attention span. Two, it's like, how do I say this? It's kind of like weed, too. How many different types of weed are there, but it's all just weed, right? It's just different flavors, but people are interested in it. It's like, oh, let me get a little bit of Skywalker. Let me get a little bit of Blue Cheese. Let me get a whatever, whatever you want to name it. Everybody wants to try something different, but it's all the basically the same basis. You know what I'm saying? Not, not too crazy. And that's how it is, I feel, in the trap game. Um, again, you said it yourself. Attention spans, social media, quick, quick, quick. Let's just dish it out. And then, again, I don't even think it's a conspiracy, but when you think about hip-hop police, when you think about uh, people that are putting out conscious music versus, again, what makes drama makes money. What makes drama makes money. What's conscious might not make money, but, it, and it, but it's going to build the community. So when you're trying to keep a certain amount of people down, it just, it continues the cycle. Yep. Yeah, man. So that's pretty much it on my end, at least. Cool. You have anything um, before we get out? Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, uh, speaking, I don't, I don't think we spoke on this artist. Like we haven't had a, like a gallery thing. Maybe we spoke on the last podcast, but I was listening to St. John a lot. Mm-hmm. And what I like about him is that he can play both sides. Um, he has a lot of like conscious music mm-hmm. and he has a lot of just like turn up music. But even within the turn up music, it's like it's well written. Mm-hmm. Like because I guess he's a he's a writer first. Yeah. yeah. So like stuff like that is dope. And I see him doing like a lot of big things. If you guys haven't heard St. John yet, he's a up and coming mm-hmm. artist. He wrote a lot of dope songs. I think one for like Beyonce as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's artists like that that I feel like in 2020, and I'm bringing this up because I feel like 2020 is just going to keep bringing like a certain amount of truth. Like, I feel like 2020 is going to leave what we're talking about a lot of that stuff behind because it's time that it's like 2020 sounds futuristic. People are going to be 2020 vision. Like everything I feel is going to be like more concentrated, like 
there might be a thing where like you have to be super 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 dope with something to really get on i don't i feel like maybe there'll be less passageways or it could be the complete opposite where if you, it, it just doubles hmm. so now there's even more traffic it's like la traffic times two of just artists trying to get on yeah i mean with the technology out these days i think it's always going to be like that yeah because Joe Schmo from down the street can just have like a little setup, even record it into their iPhone and put that shit out. If people gravitate towards it, they're going to gravitate towards it. No matter the audio quality, no matter, I don't know, how he recorded it or she recorded it. As long as it gets into the right hands and the right ears, it'll get somewhere. Because that's how XXX got, like his first song was yeah. terrible quality. What do you they got on the radio. What are your predictions for 2020? Like, just in case we'll probably have a podcast coming into the new year mm-hmm. but like what are some predictions of like you know like those i guess since it's again it's a whole 2020 sounds futuristic like we've even seen tesla start like a a new design with a car like are we going to see more futuristic vibes just because it's like a whole new turn yeah i mean as the years always go by as the years go by technology gets better obviously and i think when people start figuring things out um more and more futuristic things will be coming out because i've seen a guy fucking hover in the air like iron man the other day yeah. he had like a jetpack or like some sh- propel shit from his hands and stuff what, what's what's your projection in the sense like based off of something that you know like we know 8k is the highest we have now for movie recording will we see it do you think we'll see a 12k I think eventually. Like, will it come Eventually, next you're going to have, like, a fucking human pop out of your TV screen. Or it's going to be, like, a box inside your house, right? And you're going to have actual humans acting out stuff. <laughs> I feel like holograms are going to be more... But the thing is, with holograms, like, from a scientific level, you need some type of mist mm-hmm. to project onto. So you need, like, smoke or, like, some type of, mm-hmm. like, fluid that goes in the air that you can project the light off of, like... Tiny, tiny bubbles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we're either in between that or, like, VR, but I... Virtual reality, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like, I mean, VR has been out for a minute. Um, Like, a lot of video games are, like, VR these days. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, uh, you put the goggles on or whatever. Even porn is like that now. (laughs) Put the goggles on. You can look all around the room. Yeah, you look all around the room. There's... I even saw that there's a camera that you could sit courtside at a basketball game. Interesting. You literally throw the things on and you're courtside. Like you look this way, the players are going that way. You look Amazing. this way, players are going that way. Amazing. And I that's live? Go, yeah. Okay. Wow. Pretty sure it's live, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think, I forget what uh, phone company had it. Uh, pretty sure it's like a uh, Samsung phone that has like the yeah. thing that you put on in front of your face like this. Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 So, well, I'm interested. Like anybody that listened into this podcast, maybe you guys can leave in the comments what you guys think is going to be the big new trend in 2020, whether it's like an aesthetic. It could be fashion too. Like I feel like a lot of things have been stagnant. Like Fashion Nova has been taken over for so long that's so mainstream. Like yeah, we need something New York new. Now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we 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 need something new and I feel like 2020 needs to explode with a bunch of new technology a yeah. bunch of new fashion i feel like if it's any time it's definitely gonna be 2020 yeah yeah it just sounds like a cool day yeah it's like date i mean <laughs> it was january 1st 2020, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it for me. I'm excited to you see good? Star Wars. It mm-hmm. comes out. Well, it's kind of like already here, but it will be all my Star Wars comes fans. out. Damn, go see the Rise of Skywalker. It's the end of everything. Did you finish Mandalorian? I've been watching. It's I've been watching the episodes as they come out. I've been hearing good things about uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. If you guys don't know the synopsis, it's pretty cool. So it's basically Mandalorian is kind of like an equivalent to a Spartan type of warrior. It's like they're. Isn't he a bounty hunter? Yeah, he's a bounty hunter. Okay. So like. Basically, Mandalorians are Spartan bounty hunters. They are trained to bounty hunt, and does that's he, how they make their money. Does he speak? He speaks. Does he ever take the helmet off? No. Do you think he takes it off to have well, sex? No, he takes it off, but he, he never, never takes it in front off for anybody. They can't see his identity. And the cool part about it is that... Do you that, think they'll eventually reveal that? Uh, probably not. Maybe like somebody else will see it, but you'll never see it. Is his identity like a thing that everybody was like, yo, who is under that mask type of thing? They know him because he has a name. Like they know him uh, as a personality. So they know who he is. Yeah. They call him Mando. Man, <laughs> that's lazy. <laughs> lazy writing for you. <laughs> but the thing that's, that's cool about it is that um, it's kind of like in a video game sense, right? The Mandalorians work for a certain type of metal. That's the currency. And that metal is beyond strong. So, like, somebody will give them, like, five pieces of this metal, and that'll be really, really expensive for, like, a job. But then he'll create it into, like, a shoulder piece that protects him mm. or, like, another part of his <laughs> chest. Upgrade his suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he brings all these pieces to, like, liquidate to make them into liquid and a new piece of armor. So um, the thing is you can tell how good a Mandalorian is by his armor. Yeah. Which is dope. So they send him on a mission hmm. and he's like, what am I supposed to be doing? They're like, you'll find out like you're supposed to be like getting this creature or whatever. Like they want to do tests on. And he finds out it's a baby and it's baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. So baby Yoda the Don't thing spoil is, anything. no, I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> it's a, it's basically the synopsis, and then it's mm-hmm. like, as, since everybody sees Baby Yoda, so this is a prequel. Yeah, this is a prequel. Else? So like, the thing is, he's not supposed to because any of his jobs he has to be heartless. Mm-hmm. But this child captures mm-hmm. some type of tugs, motion in him. Tugs at his, at his heartstrings. So once he finds his baby, everything turns around, and he gets uh, in a lot of situations. Okay. So, are there female Mandalorians? Yes. Would they be named Manda? Mandalorians? <laughs> Maybe. Since his name is Mando, what are the other Mandalorians' name? Could be. Or do you think they just gave him that nickname because he is a Mandalorian? And Could like, be. Yo, let's just call him Manda. Because they, they show him at least as a kid. Okay. So, you know he's a human. Because the other ones, like Boba Fett, is supposed mm-hmm. to be actually like... I was going to say, isn't Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Yeah, but he's like supposed to be like a creature... Uh, that's like they showed his face though, that's right? supposed to be really ugly okay. like, he's supposed to be really ugly but they never show him on the day no okay but like okay. he was like a top tier bounty hunter assassin hmm. and they usually again you tell by the armor okay or how much so boba fett and the mandalorian mr mando are two completely different characters they're completely two different yeah. gotcha. i thought they were gonna link that somehow no, no. no but they're supposed to create after the star wars movie i think into next year they're going to create a Boba Fett um, side I heard about story. That. I thought that's what this was supposed to be. No, no, no. This is just something that 
none of nobody expected and it's actually really good that's what i hear yeah i like the music that they compose in it too it's like very eerie westerny but futuristic it's cool why all right what have i watched on netflix lately i started watching living undocumented it's very depressing it is very i watched the whole thing but i i mean on disney plus i love uh the world according to jeff goldblum <laughs> it's a really really interesting show if you like jeff goldblum or I like i want to be as cool as him when i grow up <laughs> first episode i think is like about sneakers second episode's about ice cream it's like really cool so it's just following him around yeah and his perspective on it hmm. and uh must be very wacky perspectives you know because he's, he's like, like a very oh, wacky person i must think that um <laughs> yes no yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whole lot of that and it's like <laughs> but, must be cool you smell those cookies? Yeah, it smells really good. That's holiday for you. But anyway, I guess that's us <laughs> wrapping this up. Yep. Episode 25 of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Make sure you go to YouTube, like, subscribe, uh, turn on the bell notification. That way you get notifications when we post videos. Like I said, if it's a podcast video, you'll get a notification. If it's a music video, if it's a lyric video, which we're going to make more of nice. uh, in the near future. Um, shout out to the Vision Room. Uh, allowed us to use their space for all the stuff that we uh, always wanted to use the space for. Um, Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, leave a rating. Leave a review. And also Spotify Podcasts. Just follow us. So that way you get a notification every time we release an episode. And shout out to my cousin that made this really dope shirt, Emilio. Hey. All right. So maybe we can entertain a little bit of that followers <laughs> thing where they wanted us to speak different languages. Mm-hmm. So in France, there's Joyeux Noël. Mm-hmm. So you can say that. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Mm-hmm. What was Joyeux it? Noël. Joyeux Noël. Boom. Now, with that being said, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Dale con el intro and the outro. Oh. <laughs> How do you say that in French? I don't know. <laughs> How do you say hit him in French? Uh, see, I go blank. It's like it's people. Dale. Dale. Dale with the intro. Dale, dale con el intro. <laughs> the thing is, see, you have the beauty of using it more often. Where? Yeah, to. Well, but the thing so is, for anybody that thought he was going to speak French on this episode, it's not going to no, happen. No, no, So I go like a literally. It's like the weirdest thing. Like mm-hmm. I know it. Like I'll know it once we get off. But once I'm like under that pressure, I like literally go blank. Maybe it's a different type of drama we were talking about. But mm-hmm. let's hit him with the, the intro, intro and the, the outro. outro. <laughs>